Chazal teach us that whenever it says in the Megillus Esther the word Hamelech, Stam, not Hamelech Achashverish, but just the word Hamelech Stam, which is quite common in the Megillah, it's not only referring to Achashverish, but it's also more broadly referring to the Malkish Olam, to the Rabbeinu Shalom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Hamelech. He's the king, and the Megillah references him every time it says HaMelech Stam. If you want to see this inside, it's actually a medrash in Esther Rabbah, uh, Parak Gimel, Medrash Yud. It's also a Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara in Megillah, Daftas Vavah says on the Pasuk of Balayla Ahu, Nadadosh Nas HaMelech, on that night the king's sleep was jarred, was, uh, he was awoken in the middle of the sleep, he was not able to rest comfortably. So, Chazal Darshan, Nadadosh Nas Malka Yishel Oilam. Not only Achashverosh's slumber was was uh, was annoyed, but rather Hakadosh Baruch Hu's was, and so we see that Chazal in Megillah itself, in Maseches Megillah, darshans the word Hamelach interchangeably between Achashverosh and the Rebbeinu Shlom. The question is, why should the Megillah do this? Let the, if it's talking about the Rebbeinu Shlom, let it say Hashem. If it's talking about Achashverosh, let it say Amelech, Achashverosh. Why are we using it interchangeably? And the Mikhtam Elio says beautifully, Rav Dessler, that it's coming to teach us a fundamental yisait, a fundamental lesson, that lev malachim b'yad Hashem. The heart of a king is in the hands of Hashem, which means that Although we see that there are leaders all over the world, there are kings, there are prime ministers, there are presidents, those people are powerful, yes. They have authority, they have sweeping powers, but everything that they do is really dictated by the Rabbi Their hearts are in the hands of the Rabbi If they decide to do something, it's not because they felt that this is what should be done. It's because the Rabbi Shalom felt that this is what should be done. It could be for the good for Kal Yisrael in the world, sometimes it's for the bad, but it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's orchestrating events through them. They are the leaders of the country. They are the leaders of many, many people. By HaKadosh Baruch Hu putting ideas into their minds, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to affect his world. And the Megillah teaches us this by telling us Hamelech, although dealing with Achashverosh, but it's really Malka Shalom. Don't ever confuse that. Don't ever think that if a mortal king decides something that that's his doing, and we get very wrapped up in the politics of it, and is he a good king? Is he a bad king? Does he like Israel? Does he not like Israel? Is he an anti-Semite? Is he a, an Ayyad Yisrael? Does he, is he smart? Is he not smart? It's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's ma- being manipulated by the Rabbi Nisham. That's not to say that people don't have Bechir Chavshis, but it means that don't always get so hung up in the personalities of politics. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu really is the one that's creating the scenarios by which, they, by which they act and by which they rule and by which they lead. And so by using the word HaMelech in the Megillah, which simply means Achashverosh, but we understand it to mean the Malka Shal Olam, what we're really taking away from the Megillah is that all events that happen in the world are dictated by the Rabbi Nishleim. And the leaders of the world are really mere puppets doing the HaKadosh Baruch Hu's bidding in, in the world. What I found a little fascinating, though, was why of all of the leaders of the world history do you find specifically by Achashverosh that we learn this lesson? I'm not sure, maybe there are other drushas throughout Chazal that 
with other kings that sometimes it, it alludes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through other kings. Not that I'm aware of, but it's entirely possible that you'll find that. But everybody knows, every school child knows this Yisrael, I think, that HaMelech in the Megillah Stam could be Darshan for HaMelech HaChachverosh. I don't know any other king throughout Tanakh that we say that about. Maybe once in a while you'll find a drush of Chazal that does that, but not a medrash that says that every single time throughout an entire Sefer, whenever it says HaMelech, it's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so there must be something special, if you will, about Achashverosh that he deserves or that he earned this privilege to sort of embody the Rabbi Shalom, if you will. I'm not saying that Achashverosh is a tzaddik. Achashverosh was a very big Russia. Achashverosh was a melech who was tipesh. He was a melech that was a hafkafan. He was very fickle and he was very, uh, he waffled on issues. There's a Chazal that say that more than Haman wanted to kill Klai Yisrael, Achashverosh wanted to kill Klai Yisrael. I'm not in any which way trying to, to make Achashverosh into a tzaddik here. But what I am trying to understand is why Achashverosh was chosen as a king, as the Melech, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to sort of ride in his chariot, to be able to use Achashverosh so clearly that whenever it says HaMelech Stam, which Pshuto Shemikra means Achashverosh, but it means HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There must be a zuchos of Achashverosh, or it must be something special that we could find about Achashverosh, if he was the one king that HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses to express his malchus in the world through him. And I was wondering what it was about Achashverosh. What could we find about Achashverosh special that sort of resembles the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world to the degree that we're able to really almost use HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Lahavdil Elif Alpe Abdalas HaKashverosh interchangeably in the Megillah. There are two types of leaders. There are two types of leaders in politics, but not just in governmental politics. It might be a leader in a yeshiva, it might be a leader in a, of a city, it might be a leader of a hospital, a CEO of a, of, a, of a corporation. There are two styles of leadership in the world. There's one thing which is called wholesale leadership, and then there's something called retail leadership. What does it mean wholesale? Wholesale means when you're in business, if you're wholesaling, it means that I'm selling to many, many people at once. If I'm a supplier of, a, of, a, of shampoo, so I could sell it in my store to regular customers that are coming in and out of my pharmacy and I'm selling them shampoo one bottle at a time, or I could be, that's called retail. Wholesale means I'm selling thousands, maybe millions of bottles of shampoo to individual retailers, but I'm the wholesaler. I'm the one that's supplying it in mass, in, in, in very large quantities to many people at once. In politics, in leadership, there are these two styles. There's wholesalers and there's retailers. Let me explain. A wholesaler in leadership means that I'm not concerned about the individual person. It doesn't bother me about you and you and you as individuals. I just want to be able to deal with everybody, with the masses, the way I want to deal with them. I don't care about individual people. I want to stay in power. I do what's good for myself. I don't concern myself with a common man because that's, it's too time-consuming, Nor and I don't really care about the common man anyway. I want to have power for myself. You find this, Lamashal, with despots. In, uh, throughout, uh, throughout the world, whether it's in Cuba, whether it's in North Korea, whether it's in Russia, you find people, they don't really necessarily care about the common man. If it, do- it doesn't serve their purposes, they couldn't care less. They want to maintain their grip on power. They want to do what's best for themselves. And they don't care. People are just numbers to them. They just, they just are there to serve the leader's interests. 
And then there is another type of leadership, which is very much concerned about everybody in his malucha, or in her malucha, which means that they have a cabinet, and they want to hear what the cabinet ministers have to say. They have people around them that, that they actually care about their opinion. They'll go and they'll defer to people that are experts in the field. They don't claim to know everything about everything. They understand that their capacity is limited, and so I'll go to an expert in, uh, in, in health if I have a question about a certain virus that's spreading throughout the world. I'll go to an expert in economics to discuss the, uh, the finances, the financial part of our country, the economics of our country. I'll go to, uh, to, to people that are historians perhaps to find out certain precedents when I'm setting policy, uh, global policy. I don't know everything, but I care about knowing things. And I, I'm, I'm very easy to, to defer to, to experts in the field. And I want to know about every single person in my malucha to the best that I can, to know what they need, what they're missing, what their successes are, what their failures are. That's a different style of leadership. That's called retail. I care about individual people. I'm not caring about people, large swaths of people across my, my nation, but I'm caring about the individual. Which is a better form of leadership? Well, obviously, retail is much better because it means that you're a leader for the people. You're not here for yourself. You're not here for selfishly trying to maintain your power, but rather you're here to serve the people, and that's really what a, a melech is. In fact, the word melech, if you ever want to know what something is in Hebrew, you go and you try to explore the etymology of something because the lashna kaidesh of something defines what it is. If I want to know what a king is, but I don't speak Hebrew, I don't know what a king is, because what is king? I don't know what king is, so you go to the ancient Latin that it comes from and try to figure it out that way, what, what does that know? But if you want to know the truth of something, if you want to define something, Lashnach which is the Rabbi language, tells you what the divine purpose and what the divine contours of everything is. They will give you, the words will give you the secret to everything. And there were certain experts that did this. This is what the expertise of Rav Shamshim Paul Hirsch was, Radisvarim. You'll see how he breaks apart words with such expertise to try to understand what things are. But there are many others, the Malbim and, and Rav Dessler, and, and, and many people try to understand concepts through the breakdown, through the dissection of words in Lashnach Haidish. The word melech is not coincidentally related to the word nimlach. Nimlach means to consult. If I want to know, know your opinion on something, I'll be nimlach in you. I will, I will consult you. I'm interested in picking your brain. I want to know what your opinion on the matter is. That's the word nimlach. Because that's what a melech is. A melech, by definition, is not somebody that's, that's a despot. That's a meishel. A meishel is somebody that rules by dictatorship. He is a, somebody that he couldn't care less about the people. He wants his way, and the people are afraid of him, and they, the only reason why he's in power is because he has the military behind him, but people do not like him. They do not want this type of government but too bad on them, this is what they're under. That's a meishel, that's somebody that's a, a ruler with a, with a strong fist, with an iron fist. A melech is somebody, by definition, who is nimloch. I care about you. I want to know my cabinet's opinion. I want to know the professional's opinion. I want to know what the common man needs and wants and what they think about things. That's a melech. The ultimate melech is the Rabbi Nishalom. He's the melech Malchi Amlochim. He, in fact, himself does this. The earliest references to this, if you find in Chumash, a pasuk that says, Nase Adam, when they were making man, HaKadosh Prophet says, let us make man. What is it, let, let us? Who's let us? 
that opens itself up to a lot of problems. That Lashnam Nasa Adam could very easily be misconstrued as being more than one God, Khalila. Let us make man with his multiple gods. That's not what we believe. We know that there's one God in the world. What does it mean Nasa Adam? Sarashi jumps in right away and says on that Pasuk that from here we learn Derech Eris. This is the way of the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to teach us that the normal process is She Adam, She Gadol, Nimlach, V'naitel Rishus Menachotan. I defer to Katanin. You're not as powerful as I. You might be my vice president. You might be my cabinet minister. You might be my uh, secretary of state. But, and I might be in charge, but I will go to you because I care about what you're saying. I'm Nimlach in you. And Chazal say that even though a lot of Minim could very easily take this Pasuk and run with it and say, ah, you see there's more than one God, Chalilah, Kedush Baruch Hu still used the Lashon of Nasa Adam because he deferred to the angels and he said, what do you think about let us make man? And they said, okay, fine, we're, we're agreeing to that. It was so important to teach us that lesson that HaKadosh Baruch Hu even allowed the door to be open a little bit to other interpretations which would be against him. That's how important this lesson in leadership is. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was willing to take his chances that people might think, Halila, that there's more than one God just to drive home this point that when you are great, you, when you are a Melech, your Melech is contingent and it hinges on your ability to listen to others to get a consensus. I'm making man, I don't know, maybe the angels will have a problem with me making man because man is very similar to angels and maybe angels will have a problem with that. Let me go and just consult with them quickly, see if they're okay with it. Get the, get the green light from, the, the Rav Shalom needed the green light from angels. The angels are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Why does a king who's sitting on the Kisya Kavad need little angels to approve? He doesn't need that. The answer is, he doesn't need it. But the way of a leader is to go and find out what other people say. It's not a dictatorship. That's not the ideal type of leader. It's not wholesale politics. It's not, I don't care, let everybody listen to me. And I don't want to have anyone's opinion on the matter because it's all me. If I go to somebody else, then people might think that I'm less of a leader. That's not true. The greatest leaders are the people that listen to other people, that care about what everybody says in their cabinet, in their government, and in the local governments around his regions, around his, around his nation, whether it's a governor, whether it's a, a mayor, whether it's a senator, whether it's a congressman, or whether it's the average man and woman. I want to hear from everybody. I want to get as much opinion as I can when I'm making my decisions, when I'm leading. It's important. Ultimately, the final decision rides with me. That's a, a Melech has to be a leader also. Melech is not somebody that follows the people blindly. Sometimes a king goes against, but I want to know what you have to say. I don't have to always listen to you. But it's very important for a leader to have, the ear, have his ear to the people's will. And to be nimloch, that's the word Melech, to be nimloch, to consult, to listen, to take into... Uh, to, to take their opinions into my consideration because they're, we're all part of it. A CEO who doesn't have the groups around him giving him feedback is a horrible CEO. You think, well, if he's so smart, he went to Harvard Business School, he doesn't need a... That's not true. He needs to listen to people's opinions. The people, the professionals around him, the, the CFO and the CIO and all the other people in his orbit, but even to go down to the floor of the assembly line making cars or, or every person in the, the secretaries and the, uh, the engineers and everybody that, that, that's part of the corporation, I want to hear from everybody. That's a leader. And the Rabbi Shalom says, that's the type of leader that I am. There are Chazalim that say that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu was looking for a leader of Klal Yisrael, he chose Meshach Rabbeinu. Why did he choose Meshach Rabbeinu? Meshach Rabbeinu was a shepherd. And once there was a sheep that went astray, Meshach Rabbeinu could have said, you know what, I have a thousand other sheep to watch. I can't worry about that one sheep. So we lose a sheep once in a while. That's, a, you know, that's just part of doing business. He didn't do that. He went, he tracked down that sheep, he ran after that sheep, he finds it by a brook, 
drinking. He says, I didn't know that you were thirsty. I didn't know you were hungry. Had I known, I would have taken better care of you. And he picks up the sheep, my Rabbeinu does, and he carries it back tenderly to the flock, and he makes sure to feed it and to take care of it and take care of all the sheep. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Maishu Rabbeinu, you were chas, you had Rachmanus on that one individual sheep, Chayecha, I promise you that you are going to take care of Paul Yisrael. Because when a leader is able to not look at all the sheep as one, but rather each individual sheep is important to me, that's a leader. A leader cares about every individual under their leadership. I want to hear from them, I want to take care of them, I want to make sure that everybody is fine, everybody is good. If one part of the, the economy is doing well, but other parts are not, that bothers me as a leader. If one part of the economy is, uh, is healthy and others are not, that also bothers me as a leader. All of these things are very, very fundamental to establishing to establishing leadership. Thank you. Thank you so much. When Moshe Rabbeinu was looking to find a replacement for himself after his leadership was coming to an end, he asked Sakharish Parhu. Yifkaid Hashem Elekeha Ruchais Lechal Basar, Ishala Eida. I want you to find somebody, Elekeha Ruchais. He describes Akadish Baruchu as the God of Spirits. Very strange way of describing Akadish Baruchu. Velaisia das Israel Katsain, Asher Nemreya, Klaisel should not be like a, a shepherdless flock. You have to appoint a leader to, to take over for me, a, a replacement, a substitute, a successor for me. But he describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Hashem Elekei HaRuchais. And Rashi says, Elekei HaRuchais Lama Nehmer, Amr Lefana Verbeinish Shalaylam HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Galui V'yadu'a Lefanecha, Daitoi Shokal Echad V'Echad. You know the mindset of every single person. <laughs> that no two people are alike because I'll say the same way that no two faces are alike there has never been in the history of the world two people that have the identical face sometimes you have identical twins they look very similar but there's always some telltale differences between them even if they're identical no two people have ever had the exact same face and so too, says Chazal, no one has the exact same approach, opinion, philosophy. Everyone is different. We have different personalities. We have different temperaments. We have different opinions on matters. We have different ways of looking at things. We have different emotional reactions. We're all different. Every single individual in the world is different. We might be similar, but nobody's exactly the same. So Maish Rabbeinu is saying, you have the ability to understand every single person and you need to appoint now, Maishra Rabbeinu is beseeching HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a leader like you that has the understanding to deal with every single person, that has the sablonas, the patience, the love, the tolerance for each and every person. A leader that says, I hate this type of person, I hate that, that's not a leader. A leader has to be able to understand and appreciate every individual. Rabbi Salvechik told me once that he, uh, he was once in a shul on Simchas Torah and there was a gabai that was getting a lot of flack. Gabam in general should wear bulletproof vests sometimes because everybody's out to get the gabai. Everybody has tainas. I see the gabai is nodding his approval. Every single person has... Uh, issues with a gaba. You know, you should have given me, uh, you know, the famous joke about a, a very big gaivadik, a gavir, that comes into a, a strange shul. He was in shul for a, a simchan Shabbos, a shul that didn't really uh, know who he was, and he was his first time there, and they give him chamishi. So, you know, shlishi is chashiv, shishi is chashiv, chamishi is chamishi. It's a, it's a chashiv, it's a kibud, but it's not, it's not the spitz kibud. So this Kavir was like already very offended when they gave him the card. He wasn't going to go up. Finally he goes up and makes the bracha like with half a heart. 
And he says afterwards to the Gabba, he says, you know, just want you to know, where I come from, they give chamishi to the dog. That's who gets chamishi. So the Gabba is a smart guy. He says, yeah, here too. <laughs> but a Gabba has to suffer a lot to, to keep that Gabba's. It's, uh, everyone has tainus. You know, you forgot I have yard site today. You forgot I had... Uh, you know, it's my bar mitzvah parasha. You forgot that it's, uh, uh, you know, I just came back from Eretz Yisrael. I, I want to bench Gaimel. Yeah. Everybody always has tainus on the Gabi. You didn't ask me to daven. You did ask me to daven. Like, everyone has, has problems. So on Simchas Torah, it's really hard for a Gabi because everyone, you know, wants a hakafa. Maybe you forgot to give me a Sefer Torah. You forgot to give me a Makayin. They gave me the Levi hakafa. You gave the Levi the Kayin. It's, you know, it doesn't end. And this Gabe was really getting frustrated. So Salvation went over to him and he said to him, On some Chastera, the Hakapas start with Anna Hashem, Mashiach, and then we say, Elikei Haruchai, say Shiana. Elikei Haruchai says, the, the God of Spirits. That's this Lashon of the Pasta that Mesh Rabbeinu asked as a successor. He says, Why, why do we start with Elikei Haruchai? Because, because it teaches you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Ke'aruchas. He has, he has to be civil every single person. He has to tolerate every single individual person. Good, bad, crazy, normal. Everybody HaKadosh Baruch Hu understands. He says a Gabai on Simchas Torah also has to have that blessing of Ke'aruchas to be civil every single person. That's the way it is. Every leader needs that. If a leader doesn't have patience for the individual people, they want to do wholesale, they don't want to do retail, that's not a leader. The Torah doesn't consider that a leader. You have to be a Ke'aruchais. You know, we had a Gemara in Dafyami recently. In the end of Brachas, it says that the Bracha that you make, when you see 600,000 Jews together or more, there's a special Bracha called Baruch Chacham Harazim. HaKadosh Baruch is blessed. He's the wise one who understands the secrets. What does it mean you understand the secrets? He's able to understand every single individual. He knows what makes everyone tick. So you make a bracha, he gets the secrets of everybody. That's amazing, that's godly. To be able to understand you and you and you and you times 600,000 times millions, only God could do that. It's interesting, the Gemara actually says that there was a, an Amira that other Amira made a bracha when they saw him, a Baruch HaChemarazim, because... Because they, uh, because they understood that he was an individual that understood the masses so well. He understood the needs of other. He didn't like that. The person that was, he, he got very upset that they called him that because he didn't feel worthy of it. The Rishayim explained that only somebody like Yeshua ben Nun could really hack the mahus of every single person. But the average person can't do that. Most people, it's very hard for them to do, but that's what we're sort of supposed to try to do. A rub and a shul has to understand every balabas, every wife, every kid, every, every, everybody in the shul he has to try to know something about to understand their temperament. A Rosh Hashiva is supposed to know every single bacher and what makes them tick and what makes them happy, what makes them sad. It's hard because it's very time-consuming to do. It's much easier to deal, deal with things wholesale than retail, but really what a, what a leader is supposed to do is understand the, need, the needs of the individual. Every leader, whether it's the gabai, whether it's the, the mayor, whether it's the local dog catcher, every single person has to understand the needs of the individual. Rabbi Levin was once standing outside of his yeshiva, the famous tzaddik of Yerushalayim. He had a yeshiva in Yerushalayim. And one of his sons was a rebbe in that yeshiva. For little children, he had a, a younger class, and it was recess time. And in the schoolyard, there were kids running around, and you know, some were playing ball, some were doing other things. And Rabbi Levin, the great tzaddik, goes over to his son, who was standing outside watching his charges, watching his young students, and says, tell me what you see. I want to know what you see when you're looking at your students. So he says, these are my Talmidim, and they're, they're out playing by recess. They're children playing. He says, okay, fair enough. But tell me what you see about the individual Talmidim. I know that you see it as a, as a whole, children playing. But now tell me about the individual Talmidim. 
So he says, okay, David, that Bachar over there, he's standing near the door of the school with his hands in his pockets. He probably is no athlete. And that's why he's standing over there. He's probably not an athlete. Maishi is playing wildly. He probably is undisciplined. He's probably, you know, a little build. He's wild. Yanko is analyzing how the clouds are drifting. I guess he wasn't counted in the game. He wasn't chosen to be part of any team. So he's, he's facing out. But in, in, all in all, they're basically just kids playing by recess. That's what I see. So Rabbi Levine turned to him and said, No, my son, you don't know how to watch your Talmidim. Let me explain to you how to look at the Talmidim. I'll explain to you what, what, what's really happening that you're missing. He says, David is near the door with his hands in his pockets because he has no sweater. His parents can't afford winter clothes for him. So he's standing by the door to get some warmth from the yeshiva building. But he doesn't want to be embarrassed, so he's, he's, he's basically standing with his hand in his pocket. He can't afford a sweater, Rahman al-Islam. He says, Meshi is wild because his Rebbe scolded him, and he's very frustrated. Yanko is moping because his mother is ill, and he bears the responsibility to help with the entire household. He says, in order to be a Rebbe, you have to understand every Talmud's needs and make sure to give him the proper attention to fill those needs. That's what a leader is. A leader is not something that says, who cares? Everybody is, uh, you know, as long as I get through the school year and, and everybody seems happy, that's good enough for me. That's not what a leader is. That's not what a Rebbe is. That's not what a Manik is. That's not what a human being is. You have to be able to be in touch and in tune with every single individual to the best of your ability. Obviously, you can't uh, you know, spend your entire life on every single person. You have to do, be normal as well. But to the best of your ability, part of your responsibility is to understand the individual, to be a wholesale Rebbe, to be a wholesale president, to be a wholesale CEO, to be a retail rather, to be retail, 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 to be in touch with every single individual. If you're wholesale, that means that you're, you're missing out on your responsibility. Let's go back to Achashverosh. Achashverosh was a terrible person. By all accounts, he was not a good king. Sometimes he's made out to be goofy, and so goofy is sometimes lovable. But he was a very not nice person. He was not, you see that he was very crude in terms of his treatment of, uh, of Vashti, and, 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 and he wasn't a good person. But he had one spectacular midah. He was pure retail. He cared about every single cabinet member. He cared about every single individual in his malucha. How do I know this? You look through the Psukim and you, and you learn it. The Pasuk says in Perak Allah Pasuk Yud Gimel, Vayyamer HaMelech. Again, it doesn't say HaMelech HaChashverosh here because it's teaching us this lesson. The Melech says, L'chachamim Yaida'itim. After Vashti did not obey his orders to come before him, he didn't know what to do, so he sought out counsel. He went to the wise counselors of, uh, that he had on staff. The people that knew Itim, they understood the times, they understood the zeitgeist, they understood what needed to be done always. Because this was his Hanhaga, this is what the king does. Rashi says, Mishpat. Every time the king had any issue that had to be dealt with, he didn't say, I know everything. Everything that I need to know, I know. The, the people wanted me as the king. I don't have to go to individual advisors. I know everything better. That's not what a king does. The way Achashverosh operated was the correct way. 
He went to advisors that were smarter than him in certain things. He might have been politically astute, Achashverosh, but that doesn't mean that he knows everything about medicine, that he knows everything about, about human relationships, about society at large, about economics, about, about foreign policy, about domestic policy, about air traffic, about... Uh, there's so much to know. How could one individual know everything? They can't. Some kings pretend that they know everything. But the smart kings understand that I don't know everything. I need to go and be nimloch. I'm a melech. I need to be nimloch. I need to take advice. Achashverosh was brilliant in his ability to consult. I care about what my advisors say. And the Megillah gives the whole list of advisors, every advisor's name. He was mash of every advisor. He took note of what they were saying. He didn't make a decision without consulting with his advisors. He wasn't looking to be the, be- the, 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 the know-it-all king. He wanted to know what every individual thought. That's very, very commendable. It's very commendable for a king to do that. And that's why the word Hamelach there was not Hamelach Hashverosh because he was emulating the Rabbi Shalom's pattern of leadership. Hakadosh Baruch Hu established that template of a leader from the beginning of time. Nasa Adam, I go and I consult with my best, and I have to get advice from people. I have to make sure that everybody is on board with me. That's very important for a leader to do that, not to go and do everything unilaterally all by myself, you have to get a consensus. Ultimately, the decision, the final decision lies with you. The buck stops here. But you have to get as much information from other people as you can. And you have to understand the individual. The other psukim there at the beginning of the Megillah says about his party that he made for the people in Shushan, Uvam lois hayam ma'ela, Again, not The king made a party. Seven day party for the people in Shushan. He made it in the courtyard of the gardens of the palace of the king. What, which one? What? Where is the party? Was it in the courtyard? Was it in the, in the palace? Was it in the gardens? I don't know where to go. Ah, so Chazal say it depends. Haroi, Lagina, Lagina. The people that were on a certain level of chashivas, they got to be invited to the garden party. The people that were a different level of chashivas, they were in the chatzah. They were on the outside. Maybe they were less important. The people that were really schwitz important, the VIPs, they got into the beast and into the palace itself. But what you take from this is that, that, that the melech, is concerned with every individual. He knows everybody. It's not like a one-size-fits-all. Let everybody, let the masses come into uh, to, to the party. Wherever they go, they go. No, 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 that's not the way you do it. I need to know every single individual. What makes them tick? Where are they on the social status? Where, what, what, how do I treat every single person? There are certain people that I could treat in a general way, in a regular way. I, I have to treat the more chashuva people more chashuva. I have to treat the really chashev people really chashev, but I concern myself with the retail. I care about every individual. I know enough about you to know what you need and what you don't need. That's another malchasticka thing. That's hamelach, not just achashverosh. That's the rabbi nisham. The rabbi nisham knows every single person. He's a baruch chacham arazim. He knows the secrets of everybody. He's akedush baruchu. Who's Elikea Ruchais? He understands the spirit of every individual and he cares about every individual. They were all given these beds of gold and silver. Are they, what, what does that mean, gold and silver? Were they gold or were they, again, Chazal say it depends who you were. If you were very chash, you got a gold bed. You were less chash, you got a silver bed. But I know who you are, I know where to place you. Chazal, then. So can continue. Vashtia Kados he gave out wine to everybody, but there was no accident. Nobody got sick from the wine that was given. And then it says, everyone got the wine that was appropriate for them. Lasais Kirtsain 
ish for ish. He wanted to do the will of every single person. If you like Cabernet Sauvignon, that's what you get. You like grape juice, that's what you get. You like beer, you get that. You like sweet wine, you like, you like uh, you know, dry wine, you like uh, semi-dry wine. I'll give you every single person, got what they want. Chazal say from every country that you were from, they had people from all over the world. You like Italian wine, you're from Italy, you get Italian wine. You like uh, Spanish wine, California wine, you get California. Wherever you're from, you got the wine that you wanted. Why don't you just give one type of wine? Who cares about what the individual wants? Because that's not what a leader does. A leader gives what the people want to each individual person. I know who you are. I know where you're from. I understand your needs. I understand your tastes. I understand what you like and what you don't like. And I'm catering to you. That's what Achashverosh did best. He really got this. He wanted to please every single person. Not to pander to them for votes. He was interested in caring about the individual subject. He wasn't caring about people as numbers. He cared about the names and the personalities and the temperaments and the needs of every individual person. That's the greatness of Achashverosh. And that's why we give him that title of HaMelech. That's the ultimate Kaidesh, and he's the ultimate Chal. It's true. But Akrishparuch sees it fitting for him to lend his name of Amelech to Achashverish because Achashverish did this very well. He followed suit in the way of the Rabbinish in this, not in anything else, maybe. But in this department, he really was great in that he was Nimloch in other people. He listened to his cabinet. He cared about the individual. He didn't look at people as a mass of people. He was the Baruch HaKam Arazim. Every individual I know. I know every single person in my Maluch. You know, they say about Reb Nassim Svi Finkel, the great Rashiva of the Mir in Yerushalayim. He had thousands and thousands and thousands of Talmidim. It's the largest Rashiva in the world. Thousands of Talmidim. And they say that he knew every single Bachar by name. That's a very hard thing to do, to know every bacher's name, and even in a small yeshiva it's hard. But in a yeshiva of thousands to remember their name, and he was a very sick man. He was very ill, as we know, but yet he made it his business to care and to know and to concern himself with every individual, knowing what they need, where they're from, what they're, what they're good at, what they're not good at, giving advice, making chabrusas with everybody, giving shirim publicly to different in, in, for different types of mikzayas, different things, different different uh, groups for different things. He gave shirim to people learning Sechah Shabbos, learning Nashim, Nezikin, Safras, whatever. Any sugya that you're learning, he could give a shir on at the drop of a hat. And he wanted to give a shir to every single person that he could. He wanted to learn privately with every single person. He wasn't a pre could have just said, listen, I'm a shir, the biggest shir in the world. Who cares about the individual? I'm busy fundraising, raising millions of dollars, that's enough. Or I'll give a sheer clawly to everybody, that's enough. But he didn't do that. He understood the needs of every single person. He was a melech that was nimlech. Purim. What is Purim? If you boil Purim down, if you take one thing away from Purim, what is it? Purim is a day that we recognize Hashkacha Pratis in the world. We recognize that even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Shechina is in Golos, there's Hester Panim. Esther is from Elashon of Manoichi. Hester, Aster is Panai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You go out in the street, you don't see, you maybe see opposite of the Rabbi Nishram. You don't see the Rabbi Nishram. When we left Mitzrayim, we had Nisim Galuyim, we had the Eser Makis, Kriyas Yamsuf, Matantaira, we had the Mishkan with Hashraz Hashkina. That's when things were, were good. Those were the good times. Those were the golden years of Klal Yisrael. But we were thrown into Gullus, whether it was in Gullus Babel or, or Gullus Adam that we're in right now, we don't have the Shekhinah 
appear in, a, in an apparent way. We don't see Nisim Gluyim. We would love to see Nisim Gluyim, but we don't. That's just the reality. When we're in Golis, we don't. 2,000 years, we haven't had real Nisim Gluyim. We haven't seen the Yad Hashem in an overt way. Does that mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not here? Chas v'shalom. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here. How do we know? How do we know there's Ashkacha Pratis? How do we, where do we, what's the Makar for Ashkacha Pratis in a, in, a, in a hidden way? We believe it, but how do we know it? We know it from Purim. Purim shows us very clearly, the Megillah teaches us this lesson. There's no shame Hashem in the Megillah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name doesn't appear, you know why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't show himself in a very miraculous, wondrous way. He was very much behind the scenes, hidden through political circumstances, through palace intrigue, through a, a very long, this, this the whole story of Purim happened over many, many years. It didn't happen in three days like it seems in the Megillah. It didn't happen in 25 minutes. It happened over many years. You wouldn't be able to see the Hashkacha Pratis if you were living in those times. So we could see it. In retrospect, we see how every single event from the beginning of the Megillah to the end of the Megillah had a place, had a purpose, had a reason. And when you put it all together like a jigsaw puzzle, sudden, some, suddenly you begin to see the Yad Hashem very, very clearly. That's Purim. And that's true for our lives. That's what our life is all about. Our life is a lot of confusion. We have good times, we have bad times, we have times of great prosperity, times of great famine, Rahman al-Islam. Right now we're living, as we stand here today, we're, we're living in very confusing times. We don't know anything about this, uh, this scourge that we have, this plague called Corona. We don't know uh, if it's going to end soon. We don't know why Akhrishvar who brought it upon us. We don't know how it's going to, we don't know what's going to be tomorrow. Every day there's a brand new story and a brand new um, more news information about the spread and how in our community it's, it's touching us or it's affecting us very, very severely. And we see that it's already next week. We're already, uh, the whole last week, nobody would have predicted that next week we wouldn't be able to necessarily have a regular week in yeshiva with, with, uh, with a mesiba and with, uh, with a shack and with, uh, with regular shiurim and with, with all the things that we, we've been looking forward to for so long. We don't understand that we're living in the midst of very great darkness. Uh, 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 there's great uh, hastaras panim right now. We don't know. People are very sick. People are dying. And we have to daven for the whole world. And we have to daven for our communities. But it's, it's hester panim. And we take from Purim that we don't understand everything. But there is a reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing this upon us. I don't know why. Can't answer that. You need to go to the Gadol Adar to figure that one out, but, or to know what to do about it. But one thing is clear. There is a God in the world, and a Baruch who is very, very definitively orchestrating everything. Whether good will come out of it, or it's a punishment, or it's a punishment that's for the good, we don't know. Hopefully we'll be able to see very soon a happy ending and a silver, silver lining. But we're living in Hester Panim. But Purim teaches us, don't think for a second that things are running in cruise control, that there's no Ashkacha Prad. There's Ashkacha Prad. Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is for a purpose. But deeper than that, it's not just that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the universe like that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with the world in a wholesale way and he's bringing something upon the entire world for a purpose. He's also bringing it upon the individuals for a purpose. When there is prosperity in the world, it's not HaKadosh Baruch who's dropping Shefa, Bracha to the world. He's giving it to every individual in the world. You deserve it, you deserve it, you deserve it. When there's punishment, I have to send it on you and on you and on you. That means that me and you as individuals are beloved to the Rabbi Shalom, we're important to the Rabbi Shalom, we're, re- we're relevant to the Rabbi Shalom, we matter. 
So many people are depressed because they think that they just don't matter. They think that life has sort of ignored them, life has uh, steamrolled them, life has not been kind to them, nobody cares about me, I'm the forgotten, the silent majority or, or, or a segment of the population that people are ignoring, or as an individual, I'm not important, I'm not a gabai, I'm not the rub, I'm not the, I'm not the Rosh Hashiva, I'm, not, I'm just a regular, plain vanilla guy in, in town, and I'm not, I'm not chashuv. Purim tells you that that's not true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Ashkacha Pratis on the world, and he has Ashkacha Pratis on you. You are chashuv to him. I am chashuv to him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about me individually. That's the most important thing that a person can understand and take away from Purim. Where do we see that from? Where do we see that not only does HaKadosh Baruch Hu manipulate history and, and the events of the world in order to come out with a certain purpose, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about the individual also. There's Ashkach Pratis on the Prati. How do you know that? You know that, I believe, from the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu lends his name, HaMelech, Achashverosh. Achashverosh was the one that shows us this, that he was an expert in being nimloch, that he cared about every individual. I care about every one of you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, me too. I also do that. He got it from me, Achashverosh. I'm doing that as well. Don't forget for a second don't forget for a second that I am the Chacham Arazim, that I am the Elekei Ruchais. I know you, I know your face, I know your name, I know what makes you tick, I know what makes you happy, I know what makes you sad, I know what makes you nervous, what makes you anxious, I know what type of Parnassah you need, I know what type of Kala you need, I know what type of children you need, I know what type of job you need, I know what type of family you need, I need what, and I know what you need, I know what's good for you, I know what's not good for you, but I know you! Hamelech, every single time it says Hamelech, Stam in the Megillah, Takarish Parchu. Aye, but it's Achashverish. Yeah, it's Achashverish, but Akarish Parchu and Achashverish, Lahabdil Elef Alfe Abdullah, deals with the world the same way. Caring about every individual, Lasis Kirtzain Ish Ve'ish. That's the leadership that we have to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has. Because if you don't understand that, then you also walk away from Purim with just half a story. You need to know the whole Megillah if you're going to walk away from Purim. Purim is not just teaching you the lesson about the world at large, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here, and he's manipulating everything, but not just manipulating it in mass for the millions and billions of people around the world. He's individualizing every single decision. He's making sure that every single person is affected in a certain way, in exactly the way that needs to be affected. Pure retail. Every individual, you and me count. You walk through Purim, you dance through Purim, you sing through Purim. Know this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers you to be as Ben Yachid and as Bas Yechida. He loves you like an only child. He cares about you, he's protecting you, he's watching over you, he's giving you exactly what you need. Like a parent feeding a child exactly the type of food that they like, exactly the type of medicine that they need, exactly the type of clothing that they want, exactly the type of home environment that will be conducive to their growth. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does that for every single person. That's a lesson that we take from the Megillah, from the HaMelech Stam. HaMelech, Lasis Kirtzen Yishvish. Kadosh Baruch Hu, that Midah, and he says, it's Roy for Achashverosh, as big a Russia as he was, I will lend my name to him because of that one thing. Because that's the takeaway from Purim. The takeaway from Purim is that I'm doing everything for you. And look at the Mitzah Sayyim Apurim. Mitzah Sayyim is, is this, right? 
Mishloach Manes Ish When I send the Shalach Manes, there's two ways of sending Shalach Manes. Either I can make a Shalach Manes that is what I like, I think it's cute, I'm making a theme and whatever, I'm sending out everybody in the... That's, that's fine, that's the mitzvah, I guess. But there's a special Shalach Manes when you send to some, somebody something that's exactly perfect for them. I'm, I'm not just looking at the world through, through me, but I'm doing it through, to you. I have a Talmud, a very, very close Talmud, every year. He dazzles me with a Shalach Manis. He sends me a Shalach Manis that is exactly something that I did for him or whatever or I'm doing about myself or something that's customized for me. He spends a tremendous amount of time thinking of it, conceiving of it. I'm not going to get into who it is or what it is, but it's so appreciated because it means that he stopped and thought about me and he tailor-made it to me. Ish Matanas Yainim. You give Matanas You give a matana to who? You give it to an individual based on what their needs are. Some people need something that other people don't need. Some people need... Uh, clothing. Some people need money for a suda. Some people, need, I mean, food for a suda. Some people need a lot of money. Some people need a little money. Some people need cash. Some people need a check. Some people need to be taken somewhere. Some people need uh, whatever. But that's what it's a customized relationship. It's not a one size fits all. I'm just giving the same thing to everybody. I give according to the person's needs. Nichnas yayin, yetzay say. It's a mitzvah to drink on Purim. Yayin is the ability to understand secrets. Yayin comes in, out comes secrets. What's secrets? What, what, that means I should, I should share all my, my, my deep, dark secrets with people? That's not what it means. That's very personal. I shouldn't be sharing my secrets with other people. You know what it means, Nechnas Yang What secret is, is come, comes out when I drink wine? It's the secret of Baruch Chacham Arazim. The wisdom of secrets means to understand every individual, like Hakadosh Baruch Hu does. Every individual secrets I understand, meaning I know what they need, I know what their mindset is, I know what their face is, I know what their opinion is, I know, or I want to know. Is there a day that I could do that like I could do it on Purim? No. You know, there's a Misa with a great Hasidish Rebbe that there were, he went into a certain tavern and he saw two shikurim, two drunks, that were speaking to each other and he was paying attention to what they were saying. He says, so one says to the other, he says, do you love me? He says, of course I love you. He says, you don't love me. He says, no, I do, I do love you. He says, I, I know that you don't love me. And this is going back and forth. The Rebbe was like waiting for the punchline. And he says, I know that you don't love me because if you love me, you would know what hurts me. Right now I'm hurting with something. Something is on my mind. Something's bothering me. Do you know what that is? You don't know what that is. That means you don't love me. And this Rebbe, one of the greatest Rebbes of all time, he said, you learn from this that to love somebody means to understand that person's needs. During the year, it's very hard to really understand somebody else's needs. But Purim is a day that we open up our hearts through Yayin. Nichnas Yayin, If everybody is able through Yayin to be able to get into another state that I don't have to be so in my shell, I could expose my, my inner feelings a little bit more to you. And I could, and the other person is able to, to try to get into the other person's inner feelings, to tap into what really that person is all about. That opens up worlds in the relationship. Because you see, during the year, everybody has their own veneer. Some people are very strong, some people are very smart, some people are very 
um, you know, talented. Some people rely on their charm, on their good looks. Everybody has, but they have a veneer. We're wearing costumes throughout the year of certain personalities that we, tr- we try to really display, put on display for others. But it's a fake. It's, a, it's, it's an act. Because we have a lot of vulnerabilities. We're each very vulnerable. We have weaknesses. We have things that bother us, that hurt us, that pain us, that we don't, we're not able to share. But on Purim, through the Yayin, through the Ruach Hayayim, through the Mishlayach Manes, through the Matanislav Yayinim, through the Suda, through the Mishpachu Mishpacha, I'm able to actually know what hurts you. You actually know what's hurting me. And that breaks all of the, the mechitzas between us. And as HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a mashkiach prati on every single individual, knows all of us, on Purim it's our mission, it's our duty, it's our responsibility to get to know each other a little bit better. I don't know what this Purim is going to bring. I'm devastated about the fact that it's altered from the norm. Normally we have such a beautiful Purim and Yeshiva at night and at day. And I don't know what it's going to be. Every day is different and hopefully maybe Mashiach will come and we'll have the Purim that we deserve and that we await. But this is our task on Purim. To understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about us as individuals. He's here even though you don't see him, but he's very much here. He's Besaser, but he's so benigla if you look for him. In the way that he runs the world wholesale, but more importantly, retail. How he cares about every one of us as individuals. And by extension, we have to emulate him and be a melech ourselves, like Achashverish and Lahavda, like Meshra Abeno, like Reb Arya Levine, to understand the needs and the temperament of every individual, to understand the Baruch HaKma Razim, the side that comes out of Yayin, to really understand that to be a leader, to be a Yid, is to dissect an individual, to get to the depths of a person, to realize this is what he needs, this is what's hurting him, this is what he's expecting, this is what he's missing, this is what he's lacking, and this is what I have to understand about him and try to make him whole again. That's the secret of the Yayin. That's the secret of Purim. That's the secret of leadership. That's the secret of life. To not just worry about ourselves and look at people as a mass, but to rather understand that I am here to serve others. If I am a Melech, if I do have a position of leadership, it's in order to be Nimlach in others, to consult, to seek guidance, to seek their opinions, to make sure that everybody is cared for and knows it to do something about it, to change other people's destinies, to change other people's lives. That's the Yisait HaYisait HaSaporim. That's the site of Yayin. That's the Baruch HaKamarazim. My bracha to everybody here is that you should have a wonderful, healthy, happy, lichtiga, safe, kasher Purim. Wherever it is, if you're here or if you're somewhere else, Stay very safe. Don't do anything ridiculously stupid. Be responsible. Never ever, goes without saying, of course, do not drink and drive. Do not be in a car if you're drunk. Do not allow somebody else to drive or to be in a car if they're drunk. That's, a, that's olive base. That goes without saying. And when, wherever you are for the Suda, whether you're here or elsewhere, make sure that you're... you're acting like B'nai Taira, that you're making Kiddush Hashem, that you're not acting, you know, ridiculous, because that's not what Purim is. Purim is not a day, it's not a, it's not a day to, to act like a Meshuganah. It's a day of pure Kedusha, of pure Ruchnius, of pure Tefillah. The Tefillahs of Purim are like the Tefillahs that Yim Kippur can't touch. Everyone cries at Ne'ilah, but, but Purim, they're, they're, they're not concentrating. Purim is a day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for your tefillahs, he wants to answer. Whoever sticks out their hand for a check, you give them. But the Sifrei HaKadosh say, the Sfarim HaKadoshim say that it's an allusion to you. 
not the shnar, it's not the ani, it's not the collector, it's not the misholoch, it's the, it's us, it's me and you. You extend your hands to the Rabbi Hashem, he'll give you, just daven. What do you want? Whatever you want, HaKadosh Baruch will cater to. You just have to ask for it, I'm firm. Purim is a day like no other. It's a day that I hope that it's still pure and I hope that it's still gishmak for all of us because we need a Purim throughout the year. It shouldn't be in, in, in any which way affected, but it might be, but it, it shouldn't be. So as much as it might be, we have to try to make up for that in our own way, wherever we are, and try to really absorb and soak in all of the Kedushas Hayyim and the holy lessons of the day of Hashkacha Pratis and of Lasses Kirtzen Ish Ve'ish, and how that creates a responsibility for each individual ourselves to care about the Ratzain Ish Ve'ish. In Mitzvah Hashem, we should be Zeicha to Refuis and Yeshuais, this terrible, mysterious machla that's plaguing the world should quickly be eradicated. We shouldn't know from it. We should all be able to walk away from this whole crazy story unscathed and understand, though, that there's a, a reason for it. We don't know the reason, but there is a reason because there's a Rabbi in the world, and even though it's Benister, but there is a reason for it, and we have to do tshuva, maybe. We have to daven better, maybe. Not maybe, certainly. And there's no better time to do all of that than on Purim. And the days leading up to Purim, as we get into the, we're already coming into the rarefied airspace. Yud Aleph, Yud Bez, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalet, Tesvav. These are all the Yimei Purim. Don't waste Purim at all. Squeeze it out for all it's worth. All the lessons and all the Kedusha and all that we gain. The Chacham Arazim, the ability for us to understand and care about every person in our personal orbit and in our communal orbit, in our national orbit, and in the world. We have to care about every individual if we want to be the leaders that HaKadosh Baruch wants us to be. It's Hashem, we have a beautiful Shabbos and a Freilicha Lichtiga, safe Purim. You should know that I love you.